Hello, my name is Sean Leary, and welcome to Living Well, a brand new podcast sponsored by Live Well Seniors Senior Living Solutions here in Davenport. I'm here with Rhonda Halterman. She is the founder and owner and a senior resource specialist with Live Well Seniors. Now, what is Living Well about? Um, this new podcast is going to be every two weeks here on quadcities.com. And Rhonda, why don't you tell us a little bit about what exactly this podcast is going to be covering? All right. Well, thanks, Sean, for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, Live Well Seniors is a senior resource uh, specialty program where we're helping seniors find senior living options. Um, the the living well is, is just how can we help our seniors and our families live well into their aging years? And I think that's important. You know, Getting older isn't something that people like to talk about much. Um, you know, transitioning into the senior living world and how to navigate senior living options isn't something that you know we're well versed in because people don't want to talk about getting older. They don't want to talk about care needs and those types of things. So I think that this podcast will be really helpful in helping people understand what it means um, to help their aging parents get older. Uh, but how can they help them with dignity and grace and and respect and and all of those things that are important to our aging parents uh, because people are living longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's an excellent idea for a podcast and. Um, of course, we were really appreciative when you came to us and, and you know brought the idea to us, which I immediately thought, you know, you're right. No one really talks about this that often. And I know it's an uncomfortable topic, and um, but it's something that is becoming more and more prevalent, and it's something that is becoming something that people do need to talk about. They do need to consider, given the fact that more and more people are in that sandwich generation where they've got kids of their own, They've got parents, and the parents need their care as much, if not more, sometimes than the children that they're also caring for. Um, talk. Let's talk a little bit first about kind of starting that conversation. We're starting the conversation here with this podcast, but for those people listening, how can they start that conversation, which, as you mentioned, can be a little uncomfortable for all involved. Right. Well, let's just define the sandwich generation for a minute, because I think that's something that uh, people aren't used to. Uh, you know, That's a 40 to 59-year-old people who are still, like you said, raising children or even helping helping raise grandchildren, but their parents are still here, and their parents are aging and, and starting to decline or need more help. Um, you know, so the sandwich generation is is critical, because maybe those people are still working. You know, that's usually the working adult child that's the caregiver to a parent or a grandparent that's still uh, around and still needs help. Um, so that's important to note. But uh, how, how do we help those people, and how do we get those conversations? conversation started, um, you know, really it's, are you starting to, to parent the parent? Are you recognizing that maybe your parent isn't uh, making wise decisions? Uh, maybe their driving is, is you know, questionable. Uh, you notice a lot of door dings on their doors and you're wondering, what's going on? Why do I have yellow paint on my mom's side of her car? Um, you know, recognizing some things are starting to decline. Maybe their house isn't as orderly as it, it normally was. Um, you as the adult child have to recognize that first. But then secondly, starting that conversation 
needs to start small. You can't, um, you know, just have all the kids come together and everybody feel like they're, you know, having a big powwow with mom or dad because um, that, that, that feels like you're ganging up on mom and dad. And so we need to just start small, starting the conversation small, like, hey, mom, you know, I noticed that the yard needs, you know, more attention. Uh, let's talk about hiring somebody to, to do that. Usually the kids will step up and do some of those works, but again, that's taking the adult child away from being a child to, to the parent and having that relationship with them. So if you can hire things out, that's, that's something that you can do. But starting the conversation uh, is certainly uh, an area that uh, needs some help because most of the time if you talk to the adult child, yes, mom or dad needs help. But if you talk to mom or dad, they're perfectly fine in their home. They don't need any help at all. They don't actually want to acknowledge the decline that they're having mm -hmm. because of fear, they don't want to lose their independence, and they certainly don't want to burden their children. So um, it's, it is hard to have those conversations, but I think it's really important to be aware of what's happening around your parents and, and you, yourself, if you're adding more time to the, your day to help your parents out. What you mentioned a couple of different um, sort of gateways to that communication or, or things that you know might be areas of concern. What are some of the areas of concern for people to look at, and what are some suggested ways to begin that communication and to start talking in a way that is going to be productive for all and non-threatening? Sure. Well, I think again, identifying healthcare needs, um, identifying physical care needs or if they you know need help with what is ter commonly termed activities of daily living bathing dressing med management getting groceries isolation I mean the last year with the pandemic um, our seniors were extremely isolated um, not not you know generally they are isolated because they can't drive or they you know they start losing their friends um, and they don't have as many engagements or things to do or people to see um, but the isolation over the last year really uh, hindered our our older adults because they couldn't get out to even see their own family members and that that's difficult for um, someone to watch so I think you know the pitfalls that that we're watching our uh, older adult or parents or grandparents uh, go through is what is it doing to them you know physically emotionally uh, socially you know do you see a decline in your parents or your grandparents I say grandparents because I had five generations in my family mm -hmm. we had 86 years between my grandmother and my grandson um, so you know it's people are living longer and that's why we're having this uh, problem with it's not really a problem but it's something that needs to be addressed with our older adults and, and how do we start talking about you know how do we age gracefully mm -hmm. One of the things that has been prevalent over the last 50 years in particular is the constantly changing and evolving um, realm of technology and the way we communicate through different technologies. Are there particular ways in which each generation has learned to communicate with one another that you feel need to be bridged or ways in which they can um, make that easier to communicate given the fact that each generation has? due to the fact they've dealt with different technology and ways to communicate, found different ways to do so. 
Yeah, I think, you know, technology has been uh, a great advance, not just for, you know, the younger population, but the older population as well. Um, I think uh, that it's it's really fun for me to see a 90-year-old person with an iPad mm-hmm. checking the Wi-Fi to see if it works for them, you know, or doing a FaceTime call. Um, so I think that's really important. I think technology is a great uh, bridge for uh, our older adults, um, but also it helps long-distance caregiving. Mm-hmm. I mean, many right. of our our um, working adult child, they don't live in the area with their, their parents or grandparents. You know, they have to do long-distance caregiving. So you can can do FaceTime. You can utilize a. We utilized a portal when uh, everything was closed down. We were able to FaceTime with my grandmother, who was ninety, mm-hmm. who didn't know how to use technology, mm-hmm. but it was a really great tool to utilize um, to help her be able to see us and not feel so isolated. So I think technology is a great, great tool to to access. How are there other ways in which that can be utilized to help seniors build a community within their own community as well as stay in touch with and uh, feel that community sense of community with other generations, with their, their children and grandchildren? I think it gives them something to look forward to. You know, if uh, I hear a lot of grandparents or great-grandparents talk about what their great-granddaughter was doing for, you know, prom, or they were able to see and experience life with their grandchildren and great-grandchildren, because obviously they use technology for an everyday purpose to communicate what's going on in their lives, and that's one way to to be able to do that. Um, Talking on the phone is important, but that's difficult because they can't hear. If, If the older adult has a difficult time hearing, they're not able to effectively communicate on the phone, but it gives them a, a sense of joy that they get to watch their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren and extended family uh, through uh, Instagram and you know all the different Facebook and things like that. So I think that's really important. Let's talk a little bit about those folks who are kind of in the middle of the sandwich generation. Um, what are some of the concerns that they might have being the person who's kind of in between parenting as well as helping their older parent? And how can they begin to start that communication and moving towards a, a better direction in regard to, to taking care of everything that needs to be taken care of? Well, I think they just have to be open and honest with their parents. If, if it's affecting them, it can affect them. You know, the caregiver can be affected physically, um, you know, with, you know, failed health, things like that. Um, also is emotionally exhausting um, to be a caregiver. And if they can make sure that they're communicating appropriately with their parents, um, you know, with the older adult that, this is how it's affecting me, and I'd really like for us to talk about what we can do to, uh, you know, make this better for both you and for me. Um, I think that people in general don't want to uh, not say anything to their parents, you know, just because you respect your parents and you have a regard for them. And it's hard to see your parents failing and, and declining. Uh, but I also feel that it's very important for a caregiver to be honest and open with their person that they're caregiving for. What are some of the signs that people should look for or um, things that are common concerns when you're looking at, okay, well, I'm noticing that, you know, my, my mom is 
is not doing this as well perhaps as she used to um is this something that i should be concerned about is this something that i should you know um try to take some action in regard to to help her out what are some of the common things that you see um and then how can people address those well, I can give you some examples um, as far as if you see that they're wearing the same clothing, you know, day after day, or maybe um, their hygiene, their personal hygiene isn't as well as it used to be. You know, uh, are they having any issues uh, in, you know, keeping themselves groomed well like they used to be? Um is their desk orderly like it always has been? You know, my husband's grandmother had a really nice roll-top desk, and it was always kept neat and orderly. And I think at one point they noticed, wow, why is mom's mail piling up? She's not going through her mail as much. They noticed some past due notices. Um, and they started realizing maybe something was starting to decline with mom. Uh, so some of the activities of daily living, if you feel like they're repeating themselves even, uh, and they're not remembering things that you've said to them that you're going to pick them up on this day or that day. Those are some things to be aware of. But when you're in the heat of the moment, it's hard to remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just being mindful of those things is important. Now, you mentioned before it isn't uncomfortable at times, and people can sometimes be defensive in regard to situations of this nature. How do you come about um, bringing things to people with a positive perspective and talking about the positives in moving forward in in this new direction that is uh paramount to helping this get this conversation get started in a positive way i think with respect and wanting to honor our parents wishes you know uh there's lots of sacrifices that our parents gave us that uh we want to remember that um so they're still our parents and it is a positive uh way to start you know thinking about well what can i do to help them Mm -hmm. what can i do to help them everybody's first wish is to stay home for as long as possible and that's okay i think if you help your parents understand how that can be accomplished um, and you have these conversations, uh, you know, it can open up doors that you're not even uh, aware are there. There's stories that can be told if you start talking to your parents about some difficult things. And, and that's really, it's it's kind of a neat thing to, to be able to have that personal engagement with your loved one if, if you're struggling with what's, what's next, to just be open and honest. And, and I think that they appreciate that because then they feel like they're part of the solution, not part of the problem. How important is it to develop a plan, both short-term and long-term, in regard to um, situations of this nature? Because obviously, long-term, you don't really know what the you know what the time window is, and you don't know what's going to be coming up. How important is it to develop a plan and to be flexible within that plan um, to deal with anything that might arise? Um, I think for for the short term, everybody, you know, kind of plans in a crisis. You know, most people will come uh, to uh, our organization in a crisis because they don't want to face the reality of what's next. But if we if we backtrack a little bit and we start thinking about the long term plan on 
you know, plan A, plan B, plan C, um, that's more helpful because then we're not going to be reacting in a crisis. And I think better uh, execution happens. The wishes of your loved ones happen if we're if we're talking about planning. So I think that's really important to be able to address, um, you know, facing plans with an action rather than a reaction from something that a crisis has happened. Mom's fallen. She's in the hospital and she's broken her hip. Now what? Mm-hmm. You know, we don't we don't want to always have to be reactive in a, in a crisis situation. So if we're just talking about just starting small. And building up to those plans, I think that's that's going to be critically important, especially as our aging population continues to get older. Speaking of making a plan, we'll, um, looking ahead to next uh, podcast, um, give us a little sneak preview of what we're going to be talking about next podcast um, in regard to um, legal affairs, personal wills, wishes, and things of that nature. Well, I think, uh, again, planning for the future is really important. Having a will in place or um, some kind of power of attorney for power of health, power of financial, those are things that we don't want to think about until we have to. Um, however, if, if you're not forward thinking, you're not really um, doing yourself or your family a favor, if you're not thinking about what could happen if my mom ends up in the hospital or my dad ends up in the hospital, will there be somebody to advocate for? for them with powers of attorney and things of that nature. So I, I really am excited about bringing that subject matter to, to the table because I think people need to hear about that. Now, how can people contact you if they do have any questions uh, regarding any of these subjects or, or anything else that they might need to ask about? So we have an office in Davenport. We do serve Davenport, uh, the Quad Cities, Iowa and Illinois, and then we also serve Iowa City and Des Moines as well. Our local office here is 563-396-2777. And then we also have a website, livewellseniors.com. That's L-I-V-W-E-L-L seniors.com. Fantastic. Is there anything else that you'd like to add before we sign off today? No, I'm just really excited to, to bring the subject matter to the table for, for people who are really wanting to learn more about uh, how to help their aging parents. Uh, again, we're getting older. Age does not discriminate against anyone, and, and there's going to be a, a boom of people continuing to age with the baby boomers. So I'm really excited to share some information for families that are struggling with the caregiving well, and hopefully change the paradigm in regard to how people regard aging and how um, each generation um, can be a part of the process. Because as you mentioned, every generation is eventually going to age. Eventually, they're going to be in each different stage. And so I think learning to uh, be a part of that and have it be a part of your life and uh, to accept that and um, to be open-minded in regard to each of these stages is very important for each of us. Yeah, I think so, too. And, you know, you look at books and and subject matter out there about raising kids, about sending kids off to college. We don't have anything really that talks about what happens with mom or dad as they continue to age? You know, how do we help them? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm, I just think this is really a great opportunity to share that. 
Well, there's a book idea for you, Ron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> well, thank you very much for your time, Rhonda. I really appreciate it. Um, again, it was Rhonda Halterman, the founder and owner of LiveWell Seniors Senior Living Solutions. She is also a senior resource, resource specialist. And you can go to www.livewellseniors, that's L-I-V-W-E-L-L-S-E-N-I-O-R-S.com, or call them at 563-396-2777. Thank you very much for tuning in to Living Well. We will be back next episode talking about personal wills and legal affairs and things of that nature. Again, talking to Rhonda. Um, Thank you for listening. I'm Sean Leary, and continue to live well.